man, welcome back to the gray space. I'm Zeke. That is Dre. Yeah, Burrs. And we got another fire interview for you guys this week. Yeah, we got that. And we got a fire interview for you yes, this week. We do. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure y'all subscribe to become part of the tribe. See, I'm stumbling See? too. <laughs> Do us right, hit that like and comment because you guys are rocking with the content. Linktree, follow us everywhere. Now, mm-hmm. we got a special guest yeah, in the building. Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> you know. I'm excited. I'm excited too, you know what I mean? And, and and as we were just talking about before we jumped on Cam, you know, things just was like, it, it just was leading to this. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it like, was. Yeah. It, was a, it was a recommendation and then the stars just started aligning. Mm-hmm. I was like... I got to put in the little DMs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Our guest today um, is a much-needed breath of fresh air in the quote-unquote genre we call R&B. Mm-hmm. Uh, having been introduced to us via our girl, Miss Veen, uh, from her single, Beautiful, we went down a stream, if you will, of this woman's music. The results? Well, damn it, we were late to the damn part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from her soundtrack, I Am The Best, to her most recent single, Come On, she is showing why her vocals and vocals in general are still the main thing. She is here to tell her story on the only place stories originate. Please welcome Shell to the gray space. Welcome, welcome, yeah, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, excited. Um, you know, like I was saying, Miss V put in a word, uh, spoke very highly of you during the interview and, and post-interview. Um, and she was just like, look, I'm going to tell you, my girl right here, pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> she could really, she could really sing, sing. Um, and, and we went, like I said, we went down the little rabbit hole, if you will. And we were like, hold up. And then even last night, I was like, hey, 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 yo, man, I'm getting, I'm getting some of this kind of vibes. And this, I don't want nobody fan base attacking, you know what I'm saying? You know, but I'm just going to let y'all know it's on that level. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and super dope. You've been you've been performing, paying attention to the Instagram. You've been performing, going crazy. Thank you. Um, and, and it kind of feels like I always, I always love when we stumble ac- across this. Kind of those hidden secrets of Arizona, right? And you got a lot of people who are very out there um, as far as in, in the certain circles or whatever yeah. um but r&b in its true essence seems to get lost in today's world real r&b thanks and you still bring in that real mm. vocals mm. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. four-part harmony you know what i'm saying <laughs> y'all you if you're not bringing four-part harmony six-part harmonies don't come to the table <laughs> um i want to i i, I want to get into your origin story, kind of how you started in music, um, and, and, and kind of how that transitioned into today. So how did you really get started in music? Um, I was born into it, I would say. Okay. Not to say that I like come from like a line of musician celebrities, but just that music has always been like at the forefront of, I mean, my culture, but mm-hmm. also my family as a whole. Okay. Um, all of my family members play musical instruments or sing in some capacity. And so I feel like it was something that I naturally was drawn to from watching my family be creative in that way. So, yeah, my mom was the first like 
image that I had in regards to the music industry because uh, she was a background singer um, and she also like was really deep into rap. So hip hop was like a big thing for her and music singing as well, but it was mostly just the fact that she was so versatile and had the capabilities of doing both. Okay. And that's kind of where I got my inspiration from musically. Okay, so did, did, I, I just want to say, were you, were you singing as a small child? Yeah. I could totally see <laughs> you just like, just, you know, just singing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My aunt was just saying, because uh, she has a podcast as well that I just interviewed with her. Um, she was telling me a story of how she knew I was going to be an artist because when I was three years old, I was singing this song that I had made up um, called, I guess, All Night Long. Don't know what I was talking about okay. at three years old, okay? okay? Just mind your business. Yeah. Don't know what it was. But, yeah, she's like, yeah, you used to just take your, you know, hairbrush and go in the mirror and have a performance and sing your own song. I'm like, well, there it is. Yep, yep. <laughs> I could totally see that. With the hairbrush. Yeah. Is, yeah. I, I love it. I love it, though, because, you know, I, it's like you're born with it, you know? Yeah. And I know you're around it and stuff, but, um, you know, it's just – it's just really kind of interesting when you hear people's stories and you know it's just like it's it's just like a god-given gift you know of i i got i got these pipes i'm going to use them mm -hmm. you know and i just think that's a beautiful thing yeah it's not even that like not that i knew that i had pipes it was just i knew i had stuff to say yeah and there you go that i too. felt like music was the best way for me to communicate that mm. even as a child yeah so we'll, get, we'll definitely get down go down that road because I got some questions about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So when did you when did you like you, you know you you sing you got the hairbrush you know what I'm saying <laughs> all night long not 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 the one we, not the one we know it was, I don't know maybe I want to stay up all night yeah, long you want to stay up snacks. you know what I'm saying you know and play you know board at board games video games whatever um, you know when was it that you were like okay, this might be something that I really want to do. Like, what age was that, and what was it that made you think that and say that? Um, I would say when I was five. Okay. Um, so shortly after. Yeah. So you were still all night long. I feel like it was, like I said, I, it was always something that I wanted to do. Okay. Um, and I, the reason I say five is because when I was five, I used to go to church. Obviously, most R&B singers are born in the church. For sure. Um, and my mom was, like, singing this choir solo, and I, I remember sitting in the pew just, like, watching her. And she wasn't really into it. She didn't want to sing it. And I was like, I'll sing it. Mm. And, you know, the obviously the church took me as a joke at five, but I was committed, you know, from a very young age. And I feel like... You know, when you ask my family, like, what does she want to be when she grew up? It was always being a singer. It was always making music and creating and being on stage. That's, it was just always there. Okay. That's fire. Mm -hmm. So, five, five, look, I, I, got a, I got a daughter that just turned six. <laughs> she don't know whether she want to be on a tablet or, or, or do something else. So, you know. Um, so, as you, as you start to get older, you know, growing up in the church, um, what like did you did that did you want to stay doing like gospel music or was it because you said you know your mom had big hip-hop influence so as you really started to dive into it what was the thing that was like okay i want to start doing r&b like i'm loving the church stuff i'm singing my life away in church but 
man, I really want to dive into my feelings and, you know, be be a star in a sense. Yeah. Um, I, I've always written R&B music. Okay. It was never gospel until I went to church. Okay. And when I did go into church, I feel like while I was in church, it was more of a settling because at the time I didn't have an awareness of... <clears throat> trying to find the right words no, hey, I, I, it's all right. um i didn't have an awareness of the other aspects of life the the, the other spectrum and what um not that i didn't have access to it but just as a child i was very critical of myself okay. and so i devoted my life to the church because i felt like that was a way for me to be worthy you know of anything okay. and so Eventually, I learned that, you know, you can't really shy away from what you know. And all I wanted was love. You know, that's mm. something that I wanted to experience as a child. That's something that I strive for in relationships. Even like at a young age, I was singing about love. Okay. And so I feel like because that's the core of not just gospel, but R&B, it was like easy to make the transition. Because okay. if you listen to some of the more wholesome R&B music, you know, you could easily put Jesus in, in, the, in the mix and it'll turn into a gospel song. That is true. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, so let's, let's get into the birth of, of Shell. Okay. Um, how did that come about? Because I'm, I'm always interested in names, right? Um, because there is always a meaning. Sometimes it's some that was, you know, given by the family mm -hmm. um, but i always find and, and i mean this as respectful as possible that with female artists it's always deeper than that mm -hmm. right because just to be honest men just call call each other names off of like <laughs> yeah, right. how the ears look you know what i'm saying like and then that, that just sticks and oh we make up our own names because you know we think we superheroes you know what i'm saying right, right. Uh, but with female artists it's always a lot deeper it, whether it's either you know using uh government name or or whatever the case may be so what is what is the birth of shell um i think that Originally, it, it's part of my name. Okay. Um, it's the last letters of my first name. Okay. Um, and when I started out as an artist, I was originally just my full name. But I experienced a lot of trauma in relation to like my full name, and so okay. even at work, I I'm Shell. And but like over time, I started to really kind of like shifted over to obviously it's c-h-e-l-l-e -L -L -E, but i'm wearing shells you know mm -hmm. and i'm a very introverted person and so it's not just about now my name it's a part of who i am and originally the name does derive from the ocean because right. my parents were at the time really like loving the ocean and wanted to be in the beach my dad's from oakland okay um and my mom just always loved the ocean so um it does reference that, but once I really understood myself, I kind of now interpret it in an entirely different way. Okay, and how do you yeah. how do you interpret it? Yeah, I see it like shell, like a okay. seashell. I okay. tell people all the time, it's like shell, like a seashell, free, free flowing like the ocean. You know? okay. And so now I've even like changed it to where like on my cover art, it's no longer me writing my name; it's just the Fibonacci shell. Oh, so dope. 
Okay. That's really cool. I like that. (laughs) So, um, you're, you're, so you're from Arizona. Yes. Born and raised. Born and raised. That is unusual, by the way. (laughs) You know, there is, it's really hard to come by, seriously, of people that are born and raised here. Yeah, we stay in the house. That's why I feel yeah. like. <laughs> you stay in the house oh. because it's so hot. <laughs> we know what it is. Okay, we be like stay in the house. Don't go outside unless you have to. <laughs> okay. And what 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 part of what, always in Phoenix? West Phoenix, yeah. Okay, Maryville. Yeah. Okay. My oh, mom went to oh, Maryville. Okay. My mama went to Maryville. My daddy went to Maryville. I went to Tolleson though. I didn't go. to You went to Tolleson. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a, I mean, that's like Maryvale West, low key. Though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like Maryvale. It's, true. it's Maryvale cousin, man. Pretty much. It's Maryvale cousin. It's still West Side. So, so talk about talk about growing up West Side because, you know, and, and did that have an influence on your music? Like, Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Did that bring like? Because for 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 those of the the studio audience that don't know, <laughs> okay, if you pull up in Maryvale. It could go one or two ways. It just depends on what time of day it is. Is you at the QT on 83rd, you might on 70, 67. It depends on the avenue. It might go down. You know what I'm saying? 67 Avenue QT, mm-hmm. it, it goes down right yeah, there on McDowell. You know what I'm saying? Right there. Like right there where that bus stop is, where the Circle K and QT is. Uh-huh. I literally lived right there. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm, fam- I'm super familiar with the area. Um, yeah. But did that did that have an effect on, um, as as you're coming up? as an artist on kind of the stuff you were writing about because again you're seeing stuff not only as a young kid but you're experiencing these feelings of these new feelings of of love and then kind of coming up as a kid and trying to figure all that out so did that have an effect on how you wrote um i think yes okay i think that while i was working on the music i didn't realize that or was aware of that Mm -hmm. but i think that growing up you know, you do a lot of reflecting on, you know, the conditions of how you grew up. And so I would say that the most recent music that I've created does talk a lot about where I grew up. Obviously, that's the hood. You know what I mean? Uh So I didn't grow up, you know, with a silver spoon. I didn't grow up, you know, having all the pleasures that a lot of people have. I've been working since I was 16. So I just feel like for me, the music that I wrote then was always fantasizing about getting out of there you know being in a different space and having that love and having that uh, safe environment where you know love can actually be cultivated Mm -hmm. um but you know as i started to grow up i realized that it's important just as important to talk about where you wish you were Mm -hmm. as it is to talk about where you've been yeah um because people need to see that you know that's not where you started Mm -hmm. in order it's kind of sad because people kind of develop a perception of you based off of who you are now. Right. And it sucks that you kind of have to let people know like, hey, I did not, you know, this didn't come to me easily. You know, right. even though I had natural abilities, the work itself was hard. The mm-hmm. work itself was mm-hmm. difficult because I didn't start out with support. You know, I had to pretty much figure out how to support myself. So it's taking a little bit longer. Um, and I, I feel like nowadays I put a lot of that more into my lyrics than I did back then. Back then it was more so like, I want to be in love. I want to have love, and I want to get the hell out of here. You know um, what I mean? So <laughs> that's what it was mostly about. Okay. Um, so let's 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 get, let's get to this voice, man. <laughs> because uh, 
I'm I'm going I'm listening I'm listening to I am, I, I am the best. I'm I'm listening to, to the new single come on. I'm listening to I am the best, right? And I'm just like this gives me a certain type of artist vibes. <laughs> and I I want to say but I you know, I'm just going all I'm going to say is this fan base is known to just be a little saying. little crazy <laughs> over there. You know what I'm saying? It rhymes with Keontae, you know oh. what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. You know, I'm gonna let y'all figure it out. But it, just the, the music, right? Um, the music is is incredible. Um, Thank you. And it's it's one of those things where it's like you 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 got this upbeat on "I Am the Best," um, and then come on totally different vibes, right? And but the vocals, you really just sang it. So did you have like? training or it was it just really i was coming up i was singing and i'm learning i'm learning through church and i'm just learning because I'm, I'm walking around the house and sing did you ever have like actual technical training um technically no okay i was in concert choir when i was in high school okay um for i want to say three years okay so that would be the only classical training that i had okay um, but i did play the flute as a kid um, so I do feel like the same technique that you use for the air compression when it comes to the flute mm. is kind of the same when it comes to singing. So I would say that it was mostly just life experience that okay. helped me like train myself vocally. Okay. And the other thing is you said you're an introvert. Yes. But you also love to perform. Yes. So what was... <laughs> what was... Like, how did you get over that part of it, right? Because me personally, I'm an ambivert. So I like to keep to myself, but when it's time, I, I can pull up, right? <laughs> like, I like to be in the house chilling by myself, but when I'm out, especially amongst my friends and stuff like that, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make everybody have a good time. Um, but performing is totally different. Let's just, mm -hmm. let's just keep it a buck. You can, you, can sing your, you can even sing in front of your family, but when you get on that stage, and you looking out, you seeing people that you ain't never seen before, and especially having to sing, right? Like hitting notes, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's coming. It's coming from me. It's not coming from the, the stereo. The mic is no, it, it, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> what What got you over that hump? Um, I, I'm still not necessarily over that. Okay. I think that uh, there's never been a show that I haven't been nervous before seeing or I haven't had that thought in my mind like what if they're not going to like my music? Mm. What if they don't like my lyrics? You know what I mean? Okay. Um, or they don't like my style. Mm. Um, just because I feel like I'm a little bit different than a traditional R&B artist or R&B singer because I do incorporate rap into my music as well. Mm -hmm. um, and the type of, of music, like instrumentation that I utilize, it's not necessarily modern either. So right. <clears throat> there's always those fears, but I feel like for me, what I try to keep in mind is that none of that matters once I'm on the stage, mm. because that's my own world that I've created for myself, that own safe space that I've created. And it may seem odd to like somebody looking up there like, but you're in front of all these people. Mm. But I feel like a lot of artists can probably attest to, like, those people don't necessarily exist. It's almost like mm. you kind of have, like, that out-of-body experience where this, something there's an energy that takes over that just 
allows you to be commanding, allows your presence to be magnetizing to where those things don't necessarily matter until you get off the stage. Right. And I feel like um, church is a prime example of that. You know, like when you're doing when you're doing praise and worship, you know, I, I was a praise and worship leader back in the day. And, you know, the the intention of praise and worship is to prepare the people in order to receive the messages. But what people don't realize is that ministry happens from that moment the music starts you know right. and so <clears throat> i don't know i think it's just like i said it's a safe space for me it feels like a safe space for me because people don't jump on the stage yet at least right you know people don't aren't clawing at me they're not you know trying to you know gain my attention mostly people are just sitting and watching and paying attention and focusing and so yeah i feel protected in that space mm. Good stuff. well you, you talked about energy and I, I think this is that's kind of interesting in the in the the realm of performing right um obviously you're you have your own energy right. and even if people are sitting there enjoying the show not necessarily getting up and moving around or whatever but do you feel that like they are actually portraying some sort of energy back to you that you're feeding off of because i feel like a lot of performers no matter what the setting is like feed off of it's like a it's a two-way street mm-hmm. you know what i mean where it's we're working together here you know they're paying attention to me i'm giving out the energy and it just keeps it's just back and forth tug, tug of war in a sense yeah do you feel feel like that's the that happens to you up on stage as well no. No? Okay. <laughs> I do feel it afterwards, though. And that's okay. just because normally there's, like, people that come up to me and they're like, oh, my gosh, mm. I need your energy. You know, let me gotcha. touch you. Let me hug you. Let me, you know, I feel it then. But I feel like time kind of stops when I'm on mm. the stage. Mm. I'm not necessarily concerned about the energies. It's always before and after that I'm like, okay, I don't okay. know. It could go either way. I don't know how I'm feeling. I'm right. nervous. You know, I don't know what's going on with this crowd. You know, I have all those fears, but like I said, it's almost meditative or like a trance-like state in that I don't feel connected to here. I feel connected to something higher than myself Mm -hmm. in those moments. But yeah, I feel like definitely when it's done and over with, then I can, then I notice how draining the energy is because after that's when I got have to talk and I have to communicate with people and people tell me you know all these nice things and I'm just like okay thank right, you right 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 <laughs> sometimes I don't feel like it's me so sometimes it's even hard to like be appreciative or like receive the mm. the feedback because mm. I'm just like okay I didn't experience that I don't remember those things but thank you anyway right. you know and yeah I feel bad saying that sometimes but then I'm like but, but I then, don't know. again, <laughs> I, I think it's the, it makes sense because you did say it's an out-of-body experience, right? So for you, again, you're you're there, you're present, and you're singing, but you're also like almost looking at yourself in a sense, yeah. right? Like in like, and then everything at once it like comes back in, whatever that is, right? Then you're like, oh wow, and then you people interact with you and you yeah. get that then you get the energy from that. Yeah. So that makes sense to me though. Like you're just taking it in in a different way. Yeah. I got it. Gotcha. So why aren't more people 
familiar with you? Why do you think? Is it is it like because you just really haven't pushed that role until? I mean, I, I would love to know. Mm-hmm. Or is it because you did say you do? You're the. It is the music that you choose, which is funny. We've been down like a this year for funk albums, like just mm. jazzy, funky mm-hmm. type of music has been incredible. Started off with the Masego album. Loved Masego. Baby, if you haven't heard the new Baby Rose album, that is fire. Mm. We just got turned on. Uh, to this one cat um, Q mm-hmm. young cat and he came out with an album called Soul Present mm-hmm. that is like Prince Michael Jackson mm-hmm. George Clinton like all the funk feels um, and you do kind of have a little bit of that sound as well right um, I always equated to you know the 1960s jazz club and, and, they, and they smoking the cigarettes off the stem you know what I'm saying <laughs> got that type of vibe so you do you think do you think it's that or is it just that like what what do you think it is i think that it's a few different things but it's not that arizona doesn't know me i Uh think that because i change so much it's kind of hard for people to recognize me when i do step into spaces sometimes okay um, but I'm on a lot. I'm featured on a lot of different artists' music. You are, one hundred percent. And last year, I was actually nominated for R&B Artist of the Year twice. Okay. Um, so it's not that people don't know me or, or know who I am. It's just that I think that, like I said, the music that I create is not popular. It's mm. not, at least not right now. At least right. not in the Arizona scene when it comes to the type of music that Arizona agree. Mm, hypes and supports. Agree. Yeah. I I, that's a that. better way to put it. I, I think I asked the question a little bit. Hypes <laughs> and supports. That's a better way to put it. Um, but yeah, I've, I have, I mean, I've done a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. I've done a lot of things. I've been a lot of places. And I do feel like it's really just R&B not being, you know, the top pick when the it comes thing. to music in general. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of support in that realm unless you are there already mm-hmm. do you, you see know? that changing um from your vantage point i don't know okay i don't know i think that first we have to redefine what r&b means i agree um because rhythm and blues hip-hop can fit into rhythm and blues as well that's true um, and nowadays, it seems like rappers are singing more than they're rapping anyway. That's 1,000%. So it's like R and Hop or something. <laughs> and vice versa. You know, when I, I played like um, new and R&B on the Apple Music playlist, and it really felt like it was mostly rap. It mm-hmm. was mostly like rappers posing as singers. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't real technicality in the vocal aspect. Mm-hmm. There was It was mostly the same melodies the same cadences, the same sure. tone, the same level, the same beats even. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you're kind of like, I don't want to say that I'm a trendsetter, but I just I just have a different ear and I have a different appreciation for music because of how deep it is, you know, yeah. for me and how much it means to me. Um, I think that for me, it, I could easily make those type of beats and of do that type of music, but it's just not a preference for me. Okay. Um, and because when 
you put music out, I think people don't realize that it's like it's now ingrained forever. Even if you take it off, there are going to be people that have copies of that music. So it's like the messages that you're talking about, the energy that you're putting out into the world is it's important to to really have discernment when it comes to the type of music that you create. So for me, I don't want to write a bop. You know, I'm not interested right. in just that like instantaneous fame. I'm I'm interested in you know the long term and mm-hmm. having music as my career in the long term even when I'm 80 years old you know I want to be able to sing the same music that I wrote as a child or you know and so on and so forth but I don't think that nowadays at least and even in Arizona I don't think that people think about that you know like do I am I still going to be able to rap this song I, I agree 30 years from now mm-hmm. you know as an old man is this going to be you know no, right. it's not going to work. Probably, you're going to be seen as a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, no. So it's like wanting to create a legacy versus just wanting to be popular and wanting to be famous. I'm not. I'm already an artist. You know. Right. So it's just about things getting better over time versus me trying to get rich quick or you know doing this for anything else other than music is my life. Okay. So you you talked about like messaging a lot since we, we started talking and I want to talk about I am the best okay okay I want to talk about this project and because when I was listening to it I had a certain message that was portrayed to me and that's what a, this is the beauty of music right is it speaks to everybody a little bit differently even though it's your stories yeah and I'm listening to it and I love it because I am the best keep on keeping on i'm a i'm a shooting star you know it's a little bit cocky but i don't mean that in a bad way and and i'll explain to you is that most people and this is what i got from it Mm. are their own worst enemy right and they always put themselves down right there will be plenty of people putting you down and saying you're not good enough yada yada and it's like no i am the best I am a shooting star. Keep on keeping on. You know, and <laughs> yeah. that really spoke to me when I was listening to that project. Is that what that project <laughs> is meant or no? It, like, I, I'm always curious because, again, that's the beauty of music, yeah. right? What, what it means to me, even if you say, no, that's not what it means, it's fine. Like, I, that's what it means to me, and yeah. it speaks to me that way. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious of what that project actually means. Yeah, um, it didn't actually start as a project. Um, and that was actually a collaboration for TV and film mm. with this company called JC3. Um, so they're the ones that actually gave me the topics. I okay. would have, I would never write music like, you know, in that first person of like saying I'm the best and these mm-hmm. things and that things. Um, just because I'm insecure in general. Mm -hmm. So it was very challenging to write music in that regard Mm -hmm. and challenging to write to those type of instrumentals and things like that. Um, But that was like a culmination of a year long process of me going and working on material for them, them trying to submit it for TV and film. Um, And then eventually they just dropped it as a project. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I had a hard time believing the lyrics. Mm. Mm. Just because I'm like, I don't really speak like this. I don't right. really sing like this. Mm. People are going to listen to it and think mm. I'm cocky, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, but whatever. It's it's just, 
it's not it wasn't something that I put effort into. It was something that I was like, okay, if these end up in movies and TV, then cool. If not, then I have this cool project that pushed me outside of my comfort zone and taught me to, you know, not be so boxed in when it comes to my ability to create things that I don't necessarily resonate with entirely. But yeah. So okay. yeah. And 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 that's inc- <laughs> that's incredible when you say not not effort, but it was just you say it's like ah. You know what I mean? It's almost like, yeah, yeah, I wrote it. You know? Yeah, I, I like a few of those I, I only wrote in like 30 minutes, you know, 15 minutes. They I didn't try really hard to focus on the lyricism just because for TV and film, they're not looking for lyricism. They're looking for music that's going to obviously color a moment or a scene yep. in a show. Um, and so they're not too particular in regards to like, your bars have to be on point. Bars, it's right. more so like, can you, you know, fill a moment for a, a particular scene? Because mm-hmm. the music's not the most important thing. It's whatever's happening in that scene. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't put as much effort into that project, but honestly, a lot of people love a lot of the songs on there, like Hope for Tomorrow. I still perform Hope for Tomorrow at like shows and stuff. And I Am a Shooting Star is another popular song on that. And yeah there's a lot of songs i'm just like oh i cringe a little bit because i'm like oh like i ain't sorry i'm just like woo. people probably think i'm just this big old diva Mm -hmm. and that's not me at all but i I love the music i love all of the songs i I really think it's a testament to your talent Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and the fact that because that is a skill let's just be honest like for one for you to be able to write your own music is and be good at it. Like, <laughs> it's you. not just writing your own music, but then for you to nonchalantly like, okay, I know, I know what this is for. I'm gonna stay in that lane, and it still, like you said, still delivers a message, even though it wasn't really intended to do that. Um, is dope. Now, where you can say it was intentional, I would think so, is uh, on your latest single. Come yes. on. Yes. So come on and tell me about come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Uh, I just recently started learning how to make my own beats. Okay. And um, my girlfriend, LaPrey, she uh, was always making beats at home. And so I got curious and started kind of playing in Logic and guitar um band and stuff like that and sorry garage band i don't know why i say guitar band mm-hmm. i was about to mix guitar hero maybe yeah. <laughs> guitar center rock band you got garage band from guitar center i like rock band guitar right. i don't know okay um but yeah so one day i was at home and i was playing in logic um and the there's like a I don't know what type of instrument it is, but it kind of sounds like breathing. Um, And so that was like the original thing. I was like, okay, I really like this breathing sound for some reason. And then, you know, I started adding all the instruments. And then as soon as I started adding all the instruments, I heard a song in my head. And so I hit, you know, record on my phone and I started singing as I was making the beat. Um, And the song is obviously about, you know, wanting your significant other to like, stop playing and just you know make love and enjoy the experience together um 
And it is about my girlfriend, obviously. Um, and I literally from like dust to dawn, like wrote everything, created everything and then played it for her. She was like, yes, I love it. And um, I didn't end up recording it until a year later. Okay. Um, just because making music is very costly. It costs a lot to make music and it be professionally done right. and released professionally. Um, and so last year, or no, two years ago, no, it was last year. Last year, R&B Only, which is like a big uh, R&B platform in LA, they mm -hmm. ended up calling me and asking me to come out and do this um, kind of like content called Singing in the Shower. And originally I was gonna do my song, The Cure, which is uh, one of my most popular songs, mm -hmm. but I don't own the rights to the beat, it's still leased. Okay. And so I was like, you know what, let me just go in and sing a song that I've never recorded, haven't laid anything to, but it's mine, you mm -hmm. know, and it's something that I can profit off of because it's my work. And right. so that video on YouTube is the first recording of this, the original song, Come On. That's dope. And then um, after that, I was trying to work with a bunch of different producers and it was just really difficult getting into the studio. So me and my girlfriend just decided to record it from home. And so we recorded it from home. I had um, Big Baby. Um, shout out to Big Baby. Man. Shout out to Big Baby. <laughs> shout out to Big Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I had Big Baby mix and master it, and um, yeah, that's that's it. That's all. That's it. Uh, man. <laughs> so, besides being you know talented enough to nonchalantly drop a dope project, you also just nonchalantly just say, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm making beats and I'm <laughs> right. singing, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm Jay-Z in this thing yeah, yeah. and I just came up with it like so are you still making beats yes um a few of my songs that I have released right now are beats that I've made like okay. Tea Party I made the beat mm -hmm. for Tea Party okay. and I also made the beat for Never Again okay so those are the three tracks that I've recently released that are originals from beat to lyrics to performance do you do you find that to be kind of uh your new wave because making beats is a time, freaking time freaking consuming. process. Yeah. Like I tried it years ago <laughs> when it was Fruity Loops. I think I got some drums, some bass down. <laughs> I was six hours in. I'm like, get me the hell out of here, man. I'll, I'll spit some bars, but I can't. No, nah, I ain't doing this. Um, is, is that something that you want to continue to do as far as creating your own production? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I really enjoy being able to be a part of the process from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And not to say that I'm like the best, you know, I'm not like Zaytoven or anything, mm -hmm. but I think that for me, it's, it's helpful because you know the intention behind the instrumental just mm -hmm. as much as the intention of the lyrics. Not to say that working with a producer, you know, can't give you that same effect, but it's still someone else's interpretation of, of an energy. It is. So um, lately I've just been like playing out. I've been hearing melodies in my head and just playing them on the keyboard. And my girl also plays the piano. So she kind of helps me with the, the instrumentation and things like that. But I love it. I think that um, 
it's also more profitable that way, it is. you know, to make everything and be a part of the entire process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also cheaper. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like you make more money, you save more money, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's less hands in, in the pot. There's less hands that you're needing to compensate for in order to just express yourself because that's really what it's about. Yeah. So can we expect another EP or LP coming soon? From all this hmm. i hope so okay all i right. hope so uh for me i'm just very i'm my worst critic and i don't want to just make a project you know i right. want to be able to have the right investments in place in order to make sure that my first project because it, it is my first project mm-hmm. the jc3 technically is not my first like project. yeah because right. okay. that's just it was specifically for tv and film mm-hmm. and right. they gave me all the prompts and they also made the instrumentals too. So okay. I was just a part of the lyricism and the, the performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I know that I could easily just, you know, create, produce and, and do all of it, but even just getting songs mixed and mastered is expensive. So right. Come on, I think it cost me over $400 to produce, even though I made the beat myself, you right. know, getting it mixed and mastered um, and so on and so forth, so. I don't, you know, being, I'm also a parent, you know, so being a parent and, you know, having a relationship, having a household, you know, having to take care of things, it's it's kind of difficult to really support a project being, you know, just a one-man show, you Mm -hmm. know, so I would hope that eventually I have the right team in place that has an understanding of, you know, we have to get somewhere before you can get anything, yeah. you know, considering I'm not making any money. You know, you right. don't make money from streams. No. You literally make like $2 yeah. for three months of, of streams. So yeah. I'm not making a return on the investment as of right now. That doesn't depreciate the value of the music, but it just means that in order for me to make sure that a project itself is sustainable for me, I have to have the right money involved. So, yeah. And I think that's important that you say that Um, because in today's climate where everything is independent, right? And that's the narrative that's pushed. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, and it is, it's it's a lot easier now than it was even, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago to be able to create, market, and push out the music. But to your point, what is you want this to be long lasting and standing. Um and and you could, you know, mix and master it yourself, right? right. I mean, for all intents and purposes. But you're saying, okay, if I want it to be in this lane, um, I got this it, it takes money. Like it ain't it ain't easy. And there's there are people who are professionals at doing this who have ears that can hear stuff that the the normal guy can't hear, normal gal can't hear, right? right? And so, and Big Baby's one of them. Big Baby definitely is one of them. Um, so I think I think that's dope that you say that because it shows the the level of passion for one and the level of commitment to your craft. You know what I'm saying? And, and and a lot of people don't say that. A lot of people, man, I made this in my house. It's like, yeah, it sounds like it too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I heard the little badass kids in the background. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you could make it in your house, but you know, it's always good to have somebody or something. I mean, they have sure. AI tools that can mix and master music. 
Um, but, you know, I don't just mean like the production of the project. I also mean like the marketing right. and being able to okay. have the visuals and being able to have a complete package when it comes to a project. Um, and so right now I've just been kind of touch and go learning how to mix and master my own music. Okay. It, it's a process. Um, but I've just been like releasing singles and working on you know, my social media presence mm. and getting into the right people's faces to get the capital to make a project that I feel would be successful. Dope. Well, I'm excited. Me too. I'm excited. <laughs> um, Come On is, is, is a dope single. Um, do you have anything uh, planned for release? You know what I'm saying? That we can let the people know about it. You know, that might be coming around the summertime or something. You know, summer's coming. You know what I mean? It's getting hot. I know. I know you got a little jammy jam up in the up in the laptop, up in the computer. I mean, I have tons of music. No, I I'm saying that one, though. It's, the, it's that one that's how you've been looking at. The track's laid. Okay. It's just, yeah. I think that for me, it's kind of intuitive. Like, okay. You know, if I don't feel intuitively like it, it, it's important for me to drop, then I won't. Okay. Um, so, it's possible that I'll drop a song, but I'm not sure. What, what's the name? What's the name of the song that you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm working. You see, I'm trying, man. I'm trying with Miss Bean too, man. She, she didn't want to give no good. So I was like, damn. No. I mean, I when I do shows, I actually perform songs that are released. So people have opportunity to hear other things that I've never even recorded yet Okay. when I do perform. Um, just because sometimes I don't do backing vocals. Sometimes I just have the raw instrumental and I sing it from start to finish. So if you come to a show, mm. you might get the exclusive. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. Of something. Okay. Challenge accepted. Not to say that it'll be released this year, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that, I, we were talking before we started the show, and you're doing a little competition today. Yes. Um, do you have anything else though besides this competition that's coming up where people can't go see you live? Um. Do you have anything lined up? I do. Um, there's that you're a able lot to of speak. them. Yeah, if, you, if you're able to speak about it so, we, you know, people yeah. can know where they could go see you. Um, so uh, next Tuesday, I'm going to be uh, participating with Painted Soul. Um, they're having their first uh, open mic night slash karaoke night. So I'm going to come go out and support them. Next Thursday, um, my sibling, shout out to Sweetie J, um, she's hosting a karaoke competition, and so I'm going to be there. And then um, Dat Vibe is a big R&B platform. Mm -hmm. They're having um, the R&B brunch, but they're doing mm -hmm. it differently this month. It's going to be um, Dat Vibe After Dark. So okay. um, it's going to be, I want to say it's the 27th. The 27th of this month and it's on a Saturday and so it's like brunch but at nighttime. Dope. So those are the few that I have been scheduled for so far for the month of May. It's busy lately. Try to be. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything that we missed that we that we didn't cover that you would love to cover before we get out of here? Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the floor is yours. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, so I'm also a psychic. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you've been doing. You've been reading my <laughs> mind this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 
I got the answers for Maybe. you. I already know where you're going. Maybe. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, when I'm not making music and I'm not, you know, chilling with my family, I do do intuitive life coaching you for do. people. Yep. Um, okay. I also do uh, creative coaching. So I do work with a few different artists here in Arizona. And sometimes I'll go in the studio and help them arrange their music or kind of just talk to them about their music and, you know, how to help them get to where they need to be. Um, but yeah, the psychic aspect is something that I just recently kind of started to get into. Um, I've been doing it for about four years now. Oh, wow. And uh, I used to actually work in a store doing it professionally. Um, okay. But now I just do it on my own and I just have clients kind of call me and we sit down and we talk about life. And sometimes I take out the cards and sometimes people aren't comfortable with that. So we just have conversations and... Yeah, uh, it's been pretty helpful for a lot of people, not just in the state, but all around the U.S. I, I work with a lot of different people. So that's something that I enjoy doing outside of music. Yeah. So dope. is it tarot card reading? Yeah. Okay. Is it any other kind of readings or anything like that that you get into? Um, technically, one of the <laughs> one of the off the wall kind of ones mm -hmm. is um, I do do like pet stuff. Oh, okay. So, like, some people will, like, come talk to me about their pet, and then I'll be like, oh, sounds like this is going on, like a, like a pet whisper almost. Okay, all right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've gotten, like, a lot of good feedback in regards to the, even that. You know, they're like, you know you were right. Mm. This is going on with my horse and, yeah, like horses and <laughs> dogs and cats and it's, it's interesting. Um, no, 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 no. It's kind of no, no, weird. No, no, no. It's we kind of. We're not going to fan over this. Hell no. We're not just going to fan over this, okay? No, let's get into this. Hell yeah. This, this is what I was looking for. Um. <laughs> so, okay, so, yeah, dive into this. What What do you mean, like, a pet whistle? Are you, like, saying, like, clinically, like, you can kind of tell what's going on with them or, like, emotionally? Um. I think that it really just depends on the animal. Okay. Um, and, but yeah, I've actually done, uh, there's a lady that I work with out in Tucson and she has um, a, um, God, a horse rescue. Okay. Thing. And so she uh, consults with me about like what she should do in regards to the dynamics, the relationships between all the horses. And when she does get new horses, she kind of asks me about their energy and like who they would work well with and things like that and how to help them. And so, yeah, I intuitively kind of just know. And I'm like, hey, have you tried this? You should try this. You should do this. Not giving like medical advice or like veterinarian advice, but more so like, here's the energy. Here's what I'm hearing and, and thinking. And so try this and then let me know. So, um, yeah, it's been successful. Um, but that's not like the main thing that I do. It's mostly the tarot reading and right. um, kind of just, it's really more so just like inspiring people, motivating people mm. to chase their dreams because mm. I'm definitely an advocate of like quitting your nine to five and, and pursuing the life that you want to live versus mm. just, you know, that's, I feel like that's the main reason why people are depressed here, you know, in yeah. the U S is because they're not doing what they're meant to do. They're yeah. doing what they feel they should do in order to stay safe. But it's not going to help in the long run. It's really just going to create more depressed people. And mm. so, yeah, I, I'm definitely a person that wants to be a catalyst to get people to pursue that. Not to say that it's 
wrong for people to want to survive or need to survive. For sure. But I definitely feel like if more people were doing what they want to do versus what they feel they should do, we would be more profitable as a society. 1,000%. All right. I'm with 1, you. 1,000%. Well, I'm with you so much on that. I mean, I, you, you can ask. I always say we as a society here in because where we, where we live in the United States here, we are not living the way we're supposed to be living. Absolutely. It's just, you know, I don't have the answer, you know, but all I know is it, it does go against the grain of it just not feeling right, you know, and, you know, both him and I work a nine to five job, you know, and do this. We love this, you know, on the side and obviously want to make it bigger and better and and we're, we're striving and working hard and you mentioned that it takes a lot of work it's not easy right. you know uh, you got to put a lot of time and effort into it and so i i do t- <laughs> 1000 percent agree with you because uh, that just speaks to my soul yeah that they, we are just as a whole society just doing stuff completely wrong yeah you know just absolutely yeah. not right. And I think that even if um, if you're not doing exactly what you dream, it should the, the work should be functional. It should aid in or support you know you moving towards that. So if you're wanting to be a life coach, then working in a position that helps you serve other people so that you still work on that experience. You know, for me, I feel like working in the corporate field is you having an opportunity to be an entrepreneur without having to deal with, you know, the overhead expenses of being, you know, that CEO. It's like, okay, watching how someone else runs their business helps you figure out how to run your business. So it's like making sure that everything that you do, including the type of work that you do when you're nine to five is intentional and moving towards that versus like you working in fast food and you want to be a ballerina dancer. You know what I mean? So that's what I feel. Uh, Another question. Positive or negative, you may or may not have an answer. What's the energy you feel with Dre or myself? Oh, you put it on the spot. Oh, I put it on the spot. I got it. I got it. Hey, I might have to at least you and be like negative, negative. No. <laughs> we can cut this it out. This dude is wild over here, though. We can cut it out. There was some seen stuff about him. Oh, I put it out. Yeah, I want it out. Oh, no, we ain't, we ain't cut nothing out. We put it all out. You know what I mean? We're transparent. Oh, no. Um, I don't know if you felt anything. Please No, I didn't feel anything because I don't necessarily always, I'm not always tapping in. You know, I feel like Mm. it's important for people to have boundaries, you know. For sure. Just Just because I have the ability doesn't mean that I'm open to always expressing it. You know, or, you know, utilizing it at any particular moment in time. Um, But when you ask me the question, in general, I do feel like um, I don't feel like a negative or positive. It's kind of just neutral. There's like a neutral energy. I feel like in general, you guys are, you know, in receptive mode. You're just Mm -hmm. open to receiving. It's not necessarily about giving. I don't feel like there is an energy that's necessarily pulling from me, but not it's not giving either it's kind of just like i'm open to receiving whatever it is that you're willing to give in this space Mm -hmm. and i feel like you set that intention when you came in you're like hey say what you want do what you want you Mm -hmm. know so it's like even though you didn't mean to make that a spiritual space you know you created that by just with your words you know so 
That's <laughs> this, hey, this hey, is you know where what? I wanted this to go the whole time. I'm like, thank no. Um, yes, I might need to sit down with you. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into I think all that. Awesome. I love okay. astrology. That's yeah. like my favorite let's, thing. Let's do this. <laughs> serious business, okay? <laughs> you know, uh, it is. It is not. A, it is not a secret on the gray space that you know. what I'm saying my. my 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 dog right here, you know what I'm saying? He's 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 single. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so we need to give him the energies and point him in the right direction. You okay. know what I'm saying? So you might need your whole deck <laughs> for this one. You know what no, I mean? I just need a birth chart, to be honest. Birth charts are easier to mm. you know, then tarot tarot is more so about um different versions of reality. But when I tell when I talk to people about tarot, I always communicate like anything that you get in a tarot reading, you have to understand that you always have the ability to change that outcome based off of how you move and how you act once you get up from that table. The only thing I can show you is what's possible. But if you don't believe it, then of course it's not going to happen. Mm. But also, if you want to, if you try to contrast it or counteract it, you know, things could happen to where that reality is not the same. It's all about belief, but so is church, you know. It's all about faith and what you choose to believe, what words you choose to accept and what words you choose to ignore. You know, I do feel like it's a it's a combination of me being able to see the faded lines, you know, the things that are predestined for you as a as a soul, as a being, but the other factors that help change that for you. You know mm. what I mean? For me, I always feel like whatever your purpose is, all roads will lead to that ultimately whether you feel like you made a mistake or not they're really not mistakes they're just things that teach you lessons either earlier or later on in life but you're always you're going to learn the same lesson no matter you know what i mean that yeah. that's what i how i see it and tarot for me is just a way to show somebody okay here's what could happen but you could choose either way you right. know ultimately it's up to you to decide but with astrology astrology is like that's what you were born with. That's where. You, that's how you came in. This is what how the planets were aligned, and they've already kind of talked about how even just the moon itself and how it changes every day impacts you physically. Mm -hmm. So it's like that was the earliest science, you that's know. So spirituality man. and science is really kind of combined. And if you really take the time to see those patterns, then you'll learn to appreciate the metaphysical aspect of science because it's metaphysics. It's yep. science. Yep. You know what I mean? So. But people don't see it that way, you know. I grew up in church, so I know. I know how it is. But, you know, when I tried it, when I learned it, and when I learned all the other aspects outside of tarot, it started with tarot, but then it went into astrology. Then it went into chakras. But energy centers is still in science as well. So <clears throat> the body, you know, traditional Chinese medicine, like, it's all teaching about the phys physical body and how it is in relation to the world around you and not just the world around you, the galaxy around you and how all of that impacts life as a whole. But that's like a zoom out, zoom in type of thing. Yeah. You got to go to work tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> man, I love it. Man. I love it. <laughs> uh, we might have to do... That, man, you got to name the project. Like, it got to be on some... I mean, because... Man, we got to do a whole nother episode, dog. Yeah, we might have to. She got to come back on some dit, like on some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got to do an ep. No, nah, that's we got to do it. We got to do the live reading, bro. There you go. Record you the go. reading. There you go. I'm not gonna be on camera. I'm gonna be in the back. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, nah, this is it, it's dope. You know, um, obviously, you know, you saw the uh, the tapestry behind you. Mm-hmm. We're big into space and 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 spirit. You know, spiritualness and um, just all. I mean, there there's conversations that we go down. Rap. He's yeah. he's really like. <laughs> I got, I got, I got, I got three kids. Me so too. I'm a rabbit. Hole you know, I, I, my rabbit holes is like stuff to fill me with joy after the craziness that's going on in my house. But, um, but you know, even the gray space, right? We we kind of named our there's platform. Yeah, there's multiple meanings behind yeah. it, right? Course, and so yeah. it, it's dope. It's and um, and and now correlated with your music, it really makes sense. Um, and so. I'm I'm looking forward to this EP this uh or you know whenever the EP comes out but this next single that's coming out in like June or July whenever you drop it. No, no. In all seriousness, um, looking forward to to everything you're gonna put out. Um, and I'm glad you gave us that that glimpse of you. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I think people need need to see that. So. Where can they find you uh, before we get into the music? If they want to hit you up uh, for it, for any type of psychic work, spiritual work, or any type of music coaching, where can they find you? Um, right now, it's just Instagram. Okay. So I have two separate Instagrams. The one that's my music is obviously Shell Music Official. Um, and then I do have another a vlog that I post all like the astrological stuff. It's called um, Danae the Divine. Mm. So when I did work in um, the metaphysical store, I don't know if you've ever been to Vision Quest. Mm-mm. But yeah, I used to work there. It's okay. off of uh, Indian School on 32nd Street. Okay. Um, but uh, when I did used to work there, they wouldn't allow me to use Shell. And so they made me choose like a psychic name. So it was Danae. And so that's the reason it's Danae on there. That's actually my middle name. Mm. But yeah, okay. Danae the Divine is my spiritual work Instagram. And then the music stuff is Shell Music Official. Fire. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome though. Well, you know we gonna sprinkle all that down. Oh, we yeah, gonna have a, we got the links, the link tree, the YouTube. All of it's gonna be there. So whether you want to listen to some music, or you know you need you need you need just your soul little cleanse. You know what I'm saying? You need to know where you're going. You lost in the sauce, and you need to find your way. She got it all for you. So hit one of the links down below. You know what I mean? Give her a follow. Show her some love. Again, thank you so much for coming. It's been an honor having you. Just here and listening to. Yeah. Uh, I love your music. Thank you got a beautiful voice. Uh-huh. I'm a fan, uh, you. you know, and I love it. You're always welcome back, whether to talk about more music or <laughs> we could do something else. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But thank I'm you so down. much for. Let's do it. Yeah. Thank you so Let's much for coming. We really do appreciate it. Thank yes. You. Thank you again. You guys stay safe. You guys stay positive out there. And as always, this is the Gray Space. Peace. Peace.